setup is weird. Does that, does that make sense? Like the way that they group their stories is sometimes un unhelpful. Um, they're uh, they're owned by the same company that does. Um, oh shoot! Who? who? There. Oh no! Maybe I'm thinking about somebody else. They look very. It looks. It's a lot of like tech websites and like gaming websites like ign kind of looks like this and um like kotaku and yeah gizmodo and all of them are there's one i don't know which one it's like one of the audio websites that i would go to or like headphone websites that also do like tvs and stuff tom's guide maybe i think it's tom's guide do you oh, go to tom's, tom's guide, guide ever I like tom's guide, yeah. okay i i like tom's guide don't get me wrong but when you're like looking at, oh, give me reviews because their their filtering is pretty decent and it's like kind of similar looking to Tech Radar, but sure. they don't always show a thumbnail. Right. And sometimes I'm like, hey, if I'm going to read this review of like headphones, the first thing I'm going to do is, do I think they look stupid? And that is going to be a deciding factor for me reading the review. Like... If right. if I don't vibe with the look, I'm I'm like, oh, that's like part of it. So if I'm like a no on that, I'm gonna go. Uh and they do that with like TVs too. And it's like, well, come on. Like, give me a little a little a little something. Uh don't just yeah, give me yeah. don't just give me I'm reviewing this TV. Here's the model number. No, that makes sense. It's lame. It's straight lame, man. Oh, here we go. They're owned by uh, Future US. Future US, which is PC Gamer, Tech Radar, Tom's Hardware, uh, Anantech, Games Radar Plus, uh, Guitar World, Live Science. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's like a few of them that are like, yeah, they all look the same because that makes sense. They're owned by, this, by the same parent media company. And like, I think in Gadget. Yeah, like one of those. there's like a few different groups that the websites then feel the same for that reason. No, thank you. Um, so Danny, for our cold open, I have a question for you. Go. What is, and it's not in a weird way, just to preface this question because I was thinking about it before I w- before I signed on. Mm. Um, don't get like we're not looking for weird answers unless cool. it is a weird answer and you're comfortable sharing, but. What is the thing that you watch on YouTube or TikTok, like the stream of content that you consume that would be most unexpected within the guise of the rest of the content that you consume? So it's like, what's the outlier thing that you like to watch? And again, it doesn't have to be like a gross or weird thing, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that you'd be like, oh, you're looking at all the, like, the subscriptions, all the likes, and you're like, that doesn't totally fit. What's your... What's your like one weird content stream? Um, tool restoration videos, like tool rusty, restoration, like tool restoration. Okay, like straight up hardware. Some just like any any tool, any tool that can get rusted, just like that re- restoration process. I I'm I get entrapped by those. Like there will be days where I'm just like, man, this is so cool to watch. Like o- almost therapeutic. Yeah. Like, hey, we found I f- some guy found this like 
old knife at a like whatever job site and they brought it to me and let's repair it oh it's actually old japanese carbon steel or it's like old german yada yada or or like oh look it turns out that this old ass sewing machine that is made entirely of like copper and iron looks beautiful because it was like really artisanal and made like in the 30s of the u.s or whatever and like here's some history behind it so like it combines like that plus the history so do so like it's like someone talking about it usually too as they're doing the cleaning i'll do i do like two streams sometimes it's like deliberately the history stuff and then sometimes it's just like just image no speaking the 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 restoration process nice do you do you watch a lot of cleaning content no oh so you're not on like clean talk or no okay no that's it that isn't so that is quite wholly other than the the rest yeah, of the content entirely. that that yes. you watch that, that that that's a fun one that's a good one good because i was gonna be like well if you watch cleaning it's kind of just like cleaning stuff like a little bit yeah because christine's super into cleaning talk cleaning stuff also i mean it's if you like restoring a tool look up some car detailing Ooh, like you, really dirty cars you're into the car detailing well, sometimes it's really mostly when it comes up on Christine's TikTok as we're watching ah. them. Um, and I also just found out I think Samsung has a TikTok app for their TVs. Oh wow! So we sometimes we'll throw up TikTok onto <laughs> the TV, <laughs> the but TV. now we can just go just go right in on it natively. Oh wow! Hell yeah! Um, so I think at least I think I saw that. It could could be wrong. Okay, my answer to this question, yes, um, is. <laughs> is uh um oh god <laughs> why can't i think of what this is it's crossfit uh documentaries oh my god that yep. is completely out of left field there yeah don't know why um huh. don't like crossfit still still think it's you know like ev- everyone who doesn't do it still think it's kind of stupid um it seems that a lot of people do get hurt in in crossfit but I think aside from competition, everyone is for sure juicing. <laughs> so the the level of fitness these people get in yeah. is insane. And just seeing like the endurance of everyone. Um, now, there's like kind of several streams of CrossFit documentaries. So initially it was... Um, it was sometimes on Netflix, sometimes on YouTube, sometimes you could find it in different places, but it was the fittest on earth documentary series, which is like a once a year thing, the CrossFit games. Um, and it would basically follow the entire CrossFit games, focus on some of the people who were obviously going to be finalists and like good, well, like well done stuff, like, uh, well produced. Yeah. Um, and then this guy, Matt Fraser, he won like six times in a row. And so like. From there, it seems like people on that are kind of that echelon of like top tier CrossFit athlete now have their own YouTube channels where they're posting their training. They're posting like all the fitness type of YouTube stuff that you're oh, you know, yeah. you've probably seen, like, what do I eat in a day? Right. Love that kind of stuff. But what I'm realizing is I'm like, no, no, no. I really just like when they're actively in competition because like. Claire Toomey Smith, she's like the the one of the best female um, competitors uh, in the world consistently. Um, she she has infected my like YouTube algorithm 
on uh on on my down on my tv downstairs because i we use like a specific email account for that one so it's not everywhere but she's always coming up and i was like i try to give it a, a go and i was like oh no this is a little too lifestyle bloggy for me i want yeah. i yeah. want to see you like popping your knee out of its socket and then <laughs> keeping on going and like just like doing things where you're like yeah oh, man. obviously you broke like a rib there uh <laughs> like and then they keep doing it for like four more days it's it's yeah i was just as i was uh that is interesting contemplating being even later to this record by starting uh, a, cr- a crossfit <laughs> thing on my youtube <laughs> i was like i'm gonna ask this question because we all have that's that one, one that one thing that's outside uh, hey everybody use it as an icebreaker you know i think this is a good that's one a good, that is a good one i'm actually very excited it. to uh, continue to ask this question to people I know. That's a really good one, yeah. Because um, I just learned a little bit about Danny. Danny likes old knives, <laughs> like some sort of freak, and he likes knowing what they're made of or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's like you you mentioned the uh, the car detailing stuff that shows up on Christine's feed. It's like I think there's like a little bit of like like satis like satisfying content where it's like ooh now it's like clean or now it's like proper and not yeah. all old and raggedy little raggedy now, bitch also in my most anxious of times i consume an ex- obscene amount of popping videos oh no i can't i, I cannot, know i, I know cannot. it's it's mm. nasty and sometimes Mm-mm. and i'm not Ooh, even i, I don't go the all the way in i don't go all the way in some people like the blood and like the ah. remove like uh, a hard tumor type of thing god i don't like that i don't like surgery stuff but okay. some people love the surgery stuff mm-hmm. i just mm-hmm. i just want to you know see the little poopy poopy <laughs> poopies um but there are times where i'm actively watching it and then i'm actively getting oh, no. disgusted and that i never know what the difference is because it'll be like the same exact type of video and then i'm like this one i'm like oh i'm about to throw up <laughs> But then sometimes I'm like, I'll do this for three hours, whatever. <laughs> that adrenaline rush, baby. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. I'm sure there's I'm sure I have something that's like a little odd, but I just I can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I mean like everyone has soothing content, like you're saying, yeah. right? Like yeah. uh it's like what lowers my brain frequency because we all need that sometimes and because we God forbid we put down the phone. <laughs> Like, let's just consume something to change that. Well, Uh, technically reading a book is also consumption, so don't let let the media lie to you. Yeah, books are bad. That is our consensus on the podcast. That's not what I said. That is not what I said. (laughs) Welcome to the DMGT DMGT podcast. podcast. (laughs) Uh, Danny. I am your host, Danny, yeah. I have consistently talked against books the whole time i've met you sure you go mm-hmm. to book burnings not because of the content it's because you just like to like the watch the pages burn you, you know, just hate them <laughs> those books. my 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 catchphrase is you know burn the trees down baby burn them all down yeah any any type of tree and even a tree that's egg. a byproduct of mm-hmm. that is now something else yeah, yeah. you have I mean, always like, said that and it's been a, a weird wedge in our friendship um danny how's the week going you know go week's going all right it's uh, I I started playing um, Lost Ark. Have you heard of Lost Ark? It's a it's a PC MMORPG. Um, 
I have. Yeah. I've heard of Lost Ark. Have you seen Ark. it or heard of it? Now, the reason that I feel like I have heard of Lost Ark is because I've seen images of some of the art that yeah. came out during it. Yeah. Uh, posters or something made me think, wait, is this like somehow related to Horizon Zero Dawn? No. Mm-mm. There was like a couple Not posters back in the day, I feel like, that kind of reminded me of that vibe. But no, I haven't played it. No, they they officially launched uh, on Friday or Thursday uh, in the U.S. Like they had been basically exclusively South Korean and like some parts of China. Um, And now like it's an Amazon game. So they brought it over to the U.S. Well, Amazon bought the studio Um, and it's I don't know, it's it's insanely popular right now. It's like it's had it so far. It's had the most successful PC game launch ever like it's it's we're on like a fifth day in a row of a million active users on steam um free to play it's been it's been solid so far uh i can't see this being like my everyday video game the way that i'm playing final fantasy 14 um and is that still going on that is still going on that is still going on my brothers have uh we have like a guild everything going we do raids and stuff like i'm i'm in on the deep end there so how how uh, give me how many hours have you played it since last week well i've had it for two weeks Uh, um i'm afraid to check and that's going up that's like going up it seems Mm -hmm, week mm -hmm, to week mm -hmm. okay how's the job hunt going uh unrelated completely unrelated screw you spencer screw you <laughs> you know i'm like hey i had this license i'm gonna play it now and not spend money as much so that's that uh, there really you go i like i like it and i and i've accepted it and i'm on board <laughs> <laughs> listen it's yeah one of my brother uh, my brother josh was like hey you should try to get spencer into this like i, I was like he immediately no he will absolutely hate and roast the shit out of this game well um so i mean it has so many layers of what i'm not going to do in it you know like a never played final fantasy don't give a shit about it at all never have even when everyone was talking about it back in the day when it was you know all the new stuff and sure it was advancing the genres forward everyone would be talking about it i'm like how many 13 no (laughs) no their problem is that they they numbered them. Like if they just took the Call of Duty approach, then who knows? Yeah, yeah. It just I was like, I'm just not going to do it. And, and before time number eleven D whatever. Well, I've watched all of those, obviously, um, <laughs> and played all the tie-ins. No, uh, and then it's also an MMORPG, which I've never gotten fully into, aside from a, like a occasionally i'll when i have no other game but i want to play something i'll download or re-download neverwinter oh um just well, i mean it's that's on playstation so. that's actually an mmo rpg though yeah yeah and i'll and i'll do it for like you know like a couple hours in a week for like a month or two and then be like yeah i i still don't totally get how to play this game and <laughs> i don't think i'm doing well uh and i'm just gonna stop playing it (laughs) it's like a job sometimes the uh the reason why this one works for me before we 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 move on into some spicy last of us content um is it's an the way that people describe it is at least the mmo community is that final fantasy 14 online is an rpg first and an mmo second 
because mm. there's such a heavy like story focus on it. Um, and generally, regard especially the new expansions, I haven't gotten quite there yet. So I think my 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 download came with a free, the first expansion for free. Um, it generally regarded as like some of the better video game story writing out there. Um, mm. It's just getting to those expansions is what kind of turns players off because that first b- vanilla base game is kind of rough. But I don't know. I'm like, I'm into deep now. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be playing this. This is like my de- default now in between like other games. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> and, where I'm at. And there's not a small amount of other games no <laughs> like, no like, there's a plethora of stuff coming out like and then i like you know i i, I don't i'm not always up as much because there's just so much like gaming news yeah. that's always happening but i was just like you know doing some research uh, this afternoon and this evening and looking at stuff and i was like oh the cyberpunk ps5 patch came out mm-hmm. and then i think one of the the comments i i quickly read on on reddit was just like Someone being like, why did they choose right now? Like, like this is like it, it, someone was like skeptically being saying like, is this because it sucks still and they're trying to just bury it? Or are they trying to not lose the entire market of their game with all of these other games coming out right now? So you know, it's 20, I think it's $24 right now. Bit too high. I think I stated that I will purchase it under 20. <laughs> so I think I'll, GameStop might have them available for 12 bucks. I, I don't want to around. ever put a disc in, in my disc PS5 unless it's a Blu-ray for 4K. Yeah. I'm not going to, because I'm never, it's such a chore. It is. <laughs> I mean, God, first world problems to the max. Jesus. Uh, yeah. I mean, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. I do. It is annoying. It's annoying. I was so, I was happy when, when we got our PlayStation 5s, because seriously, my little brother cannot get one. He has been trying People are struggling, so dude. People he's struggling. struggling. And he's, he's been texting me a lot about like how he could approach it. And I'm like, I have one. I don't look at how to get one. I have, I have one. I ha- I helped my uh, my little brother in law get one a couple of months ago, um, and he just like fine. But he that that kid was just like on it nonstop. Like Lily was like, "Hey, uh, any other tips? Any other Twitter accounts you should be following?" I'm like, "Well, he's already following all the ones that I told him to." So uh, I don't know. And then he finally just landed one out of luck. Nice. Basically, I mean that's that's exactly what I did. I just like Googled like best Twitters to follow for getting a PlayStation. And I was like, look at this, look at that, get this app. Um, but he keep he keeps thinking that I'm going to have like newer information to help him. Uh, oh, and I'm like, man. I really, I really, I mean, I, I, there, there's almost a whole like niche and economy around like just, just identifying when to buy con- yeah. when console drops are available. Yeah. Now it's nuts. I think in my, Head, did I want the disc one? Not really, but we—that's the one we got with that, with the the trick. Yeah, that, yeah. that whatever that glorious moment of Oof, tricking so Amazon nice. was. Um, but otherwise, yeah, because it's now just a much steeper battle for me to buy a standalone 4K Blu-ray player. <laughs> like, because it's like, well, this one does it. Yeah, that's true. 
You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. But yep. speaking of 4K Blu-ray players in my home theater, Danny, yeah, it's a segue into a topic, which is about some projectors. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a couple that like 2022 shaping up to be an interesting year for projectors. Yeah. Kind of the thing about projector news against TV news or against um, video game news, it's a much slower refresh cycle than like those things. And it is not totally like clearly and concisely established. Like how long is the life cycle of a projector? Yeah. Um, and so like, especially with, you know, also the shortages of everything, it's really like affected, um, all of that. So it's been, it's been very interesting to see a lot of like built up want for new stuff with not as much new stuff coming, but now it's starting to like, they got over CES and like the Samsung freestyle, like, which like no one that is in the projector world farther than I might play a movie in my backyard yeah. is that excited for it? I mean, it's fine, whatever it's portable. That's cool. Um, but every, every there th- things are starting to go from this is a rumor to actually being announced. So a couple that got announced that I, I think are are worth mentioning. Um because like I know as the pandemic continues, more and more people are getting into home theater. Um and I mean I feel like the amount of posts on the projector subreddit just is like constantly going up. And I have seen that activity increase, yeah. It is kind of crazy how no one knows just how to search a subreddit um it's oh, it's baffling it's, it's just bad it's just also searching on reddit is bad. <sighs> yeah i i mean i guess but you can google projector sure sure on you know what i mean there, there's ways to do it is all i'm saying um but so so there's been a lot of people asking like oh i want i have this really specific use case and that's the thing i think projector manufacturers have realized that's like the the key to get people into the door of this the this kind of ecosystem of stuff is to pitch your projector as one thing and I, I, we've talked about this in yeah. um past past podcasts but Epson is is one of the the major names and they are the slowest refreshers at least from what i can tell um from some of their like flagship sub $5000 um projectors so they've had the 5050 UB, which is the 5050 Ultra Black, that is like consensus best pick. Like if you got 3,500 bucks and you're you can do a normal type of throw distance, like 15 feet away from your screen, hard to beat it for the price. Like um, hard to beat it for the price. But it's a projector that was um, only 2K, so it only pixel shifted one time, um, not not twice, which is yeah. uh, what what the other 4K projectors do. And it uses three LCD, so it doesn't have a rainbow effect potential. Um, decent because of that, a decent, um, a decent uh, response time. So pretty applicable for gaming, all this stuff. But it has been around forever, like forever. Like it's it's just old tech. It's huge. It's bulky. And then so Epson, literally out of nowhere, like there had been a rumor, and then boom, it is for sale. Just released their kind of new sub 500 sub 5000 flagship which is a laser dual dual light source laser led no color wheel 
4K resolution, um, and people are losing their shit about it. Like they're just like, this is awesome. This has all of the benefits of the 5050, but it's a whole new class because of this laser light projection LED. Um, and people pumped. Not a ton of like hard specs out about it aside from like the top line stuff. Like sure. haven't seen anything for input leg, but um everyone's like, yeah, yeah. So basically if you're going to spend between four and five thousand dollars on a projector and you're not looking for an ultra short throw, like yeah, nothing better because this is almost outclassing stuff twice its price. Like truly. Like Epson knows their shit. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah. I was like doing a little bit of reading on it and I was like, oh, did they like made I don't know if like they made new tech, but they like innovated yeah. on like the lasers a little bit and like how the light you get you how you get your image. Which is yeah, like yeah. Doing all of this. It's it's really it's really interesting because what's happening is projectors I think have gotten more popular with the pandemic. Um yeah. you know, uh it is forcing them to think more about how what their refresh cycle is, especially with the advent of the ultra short throw or laser TV is what they call them a lot now to try to really go. This is just a TV without a TV. Right. Right. Like this is just TV without TV. We'll sell you the screen with it. Like, don't worry about it. It's not that scary. Cause like, that's always been the problem with projectors. They're scary. Like, cause I have to learn this whole thing. Um, and then LG actually released a couple, um, new projectors, both kind of, uh, continuing like quietly them being like almost the best budget, options and budget is generous relative, to say yes relative like, to relative projectors. to other things um in and like they've been like really into like laser and led sort light sources kind of almost i think everything that they do is that so they're really yeah. good at it and they just released another um another couple units in some some lower price brackets that are, are looking really promising and and that's not even to say like like everyone's saying BenQ has a lot left this year, um, which is the projector brand I have, um, and it's a yeah, it's super super interesting um, in the projector world to see that, and also very interesting um, after thanking um, Projector Head for a review he wrote because <laughs> no one else in the subreddit was thanking him, and I was like, this is this review took a full fucking work week. Like this, this guy works so hard on this stuff. It's amazing. Like his calibration, like it, he has all these charts. It's, it's really just like such overkill, but it's so cool. Um, he's so good at it. Uh, then he was like, I was like, Hey, I think I have all these like thoughts and he has insider knowledge because he's a seller. And like, he basically, I was, I couldn't have been more on the money. Cause like the next day after I was like commenting all of this news broke and I was like, damn, I had a feeling um yeah so it's it's been it's it's a fun time for projectors i'm not you know if christine if you're listening i'm not <laughs> looking to buy a projector right now okay right now right now obviously i'm everyone's i'm always going to be looking to upgrade oh yeah man but it's it's like my projector is awesome i, I nothing wrong with it except I want a better screen and also a better projector. <laughs> <laughs> but that will be an insatiable hunger for all of the rest of my days. Yeah, yeah. It's like I tell Lily all the time, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm never not going to be looking at headphones. Like, if you walk by my office and, like, there's headphones on my screen, I'm not about to buy headphones, no, but I'm no. always looking at them. I'm no, always I, looking at them. And, like, and, and we're both rocking. I mean, we I've had these headphones for 10 oh, years. Oh, yeah. 
like like at least maybe more but it's like i'm always going to be looking of course like absolutely and i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna be reading sometimes you might come in and i'm looking at 20 different reviews of a headphone (laughs) and i'm not even interested in buying the headphone i'll be uh, i'll get the the random like this is like the fourth review you've seen of that thing like what else do you need to learn i'm like yeah, but everyone's got like their own flavor and like different like profiles and things yeah. that they pay attention to. Like, I get it. No, I get and, it. And you have to weed out what did the manufacturer tell them all to say about it right. and actually get right. to the opinion. Uh, the opinion. Um, there's uh, so much you have, so much work to be done on on re- on looking at reviews. Yeah, you <laughs> like, get, you get you gotta get to the to the cinema verte. Ver- yes, verte. yes, 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 yes. Uh, <laughs> cinema verde. Um, verde uh yes yeah no yeah. but that's cool like uh I like the projector the projector side has always been something that i've been interested in but just like i don't have the space for it i mean i guess we could make the space for it but it's just like one day a goal is to have a home theater and it will be projector it will be mm-hmm. up just it's just going to be more cost efficient at that size like I'm talking like a hundred inches plus, right? Like at that size, it's more efficient to just go projector than like trying to do like a huge ass yeah. OLED TV that's that size. It's uh, yeah, ridiculous. yeah, yeah. Basically, like, um, you know, I think one thing about getting into the projector world, if you have a sixty-five inch TV and you're thinking about getting a one hundred inch screen, and you're looking for like the highest picture quality. If you don't really have any need to go bigger than 100, like 110 to 120 or more, just get an 85-inch OLED. You'll it'll be cheaper yeah, yeah. coming out of it than doing like that whole that whole thing and I mean I have mine's 110 inches and it's literally as big as the space could fit. Um honestly like uh the because I've seen now like what? Uh NBA finals and now the Super Bowl. Yeah. At, uh, at your place with the with the projector and honestly that's like as big as i would want something probably i mean i maybe the space it just fills in the space so well but i think anything too much beyond that unless unless you're like in a theater type room yeah. where like you're super far back which i'm like i don't know if we're ever we're never well, gonna the get thing, there like, uh technically if you're doing like calculations of recommended viewing distance against size it's too big it's like a little bit too big so it does overpower the room which is that, like that, I that's like what i was that. gonna say oh yeah no i like listen as far as like immersion goes like amazing because i'm like i'm like in the game you know i'm yes, like yeah. especially for sports like i'm I, I love i love that stuff like when i'm just super accessible i don't know exactly how you game on it i will say um because it it like i was literally about to say anything larger than that's like it's almost uncomfortable to try to like look at the different access points and like the different yeah. pieces of information um, you need to see it's awesome to game on it i get <laughs> i i fucking have a blast gaming on it like because yeah. it is like especially if you crank the sound like it's intense uh it's awesome sometimes it's it is too much and i can get a little like ugh, with it but um yeah i love it uh i love it but i'm also a first row of the back half of the theater you, if you know what you know yeah, what yeah. i mean if you go I to know. movies yep that's like there i will also happily sit in the f- three rows back 
in the front section. I I love getting punished by a movie. <laughs> I like I like I don't know if I like it that close, but I like just just enough where I'm like at an angle, look like barely at an angle looking up. Yeah. In the theater. I think that's that's my favorite spot. So I'm definitely more on the front half of the theater when I'm looking for seats. Yeah. Um, I I will never understand the people that just instantly go to the very back row of a theater on the mm-hmm. side of it. And I'm like, okay. why though? Why? Because at that point it effectively looks like a TV. And just just watching at home or something. Yeah, and you're not going to get a good sound mix because you're going on the side. Like, what are you doing? You got to try to center as much as possible, man. Yeah, the Duke as seat. much as possible. No, it's 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 crazy because, dude these these projectors like the more I mean obviously with you we sh- we uh, spoiler alert we share a Reddit account for the DMGT. Uh, yeah, but you, like you got to stop self promoting, man. I had I <laughs> wanted to talk to you about this. Um, you're getting you're getting close to getting banned because you're posting. I have not stopped. Oh, I, they're like you don't have any fucking reputation here. There's the one. Fuck there was here. one. There was one. Pulse. Relax. Build connections to a community before you try to ram no. our content down. No, it, ram content, baby. <laughs> That's the name of the game, baby. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, but I was like, damn, dude, this is this stuff is like intense. And I think that that's like where it's kind of like the audiophile space where it's like. I think I think commercially it's been a little bit more accepted, like just because people can grasp audio and like wanting and like vinyl. Quality. Yeah. Yeah. But but the, the, the projector stuff is a little bit different because it's also like. You're looking for an experience a little bit more so than yep. than everything else because, quite frankly, like listen, it's just not going to beat the 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 picture clarity and quality of an image of an OLED display. Yeah. Like that's still top of the top. I think what what is it um like Q OLED or something with the uh, it's a mini LED. It's not technically like individually lighted pixels. Right, right. Um, that is. That is getting very close, and I think will be like the consumer path forward, where it's not as expensive to produce. Um, but otherwise, it's like, yeah, uh, I think I think it's just you have to get into the niche a little bit. Well, it's 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 like if you think about projectors, like specifically that subreddit. Yeah, that is like several layers into home the theater. ecosystem of home yeah. theater. Yep. And it is such a different world in the home theater, which is like the mainstream subreddit about stuff, which is if you ask a question, you will be slaughtered by the entire oh, yeah. um, the entire community. Hey, should where, I get this soundbar? Hey, you're an idiot for thinking yeah, about soundbars. Yeah, ever. and it's they have like a, a, a moderator bot that literally posts like 75 links. Like, how dare you? <laughs> Basically, it's like it's super <laughs> intense. Um, and everybody there is like, it's very rare to see if you don't have a fully built out movie room, it's all TVs. Like it's all TV home theater, um, which I think is interesting, but projector subreddit. So we're two layers into a home theater thing. Right. Yeah. So it's just very interesting how different the audience is. And it also to me reads how, um, how ignorant the consumers still are about projectors. Cause it's still, I mean, Samsung has just got back into projectors, right? Um, and, like, that's the only brand you would know. You know, uh, LG, you know. I mean, LG. Like, but, yeah. like, it's not, like, BenQ sounds like it could be a scam, and they're, like, one of the best. Uh, 
And you probably, if you knew them, only really thought about them for monitors. Right, right. I was about to say, like, they're actually yeah. respectable in the monitor space. Yeah, so it's it's always so funny. Uh, budget, $500. I'm looking for, like, OLED-level blacks, something that can <laughs> definitely deal with, like, spotlight-level light um, directly on where I'm going to view it. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking I don't need a screen because I have a janky wall that's, like, definitely, like, warped. And yeah. Oh, I also need an entire home theater system. And again, budget five hundred bucks. No. I'm, uh, here's a, a couple no. of things I was looking at on Amazon, and it's like the ones that are like fifty million lumens, sixty dollars. Is this one going to be good? No. No, it's going to suck. No. <laughs> Even I know that. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you hate books, but you can read. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I could, you know, if I could burn internet pages, I would. Fortunately, I cannot. So, I mean, I in the metaverse, be. baby. Oh no. You know, I was making a. Uh, we were playing Final Fantasy fourteen, and like, we uh, there's like areas where people like co- congregate and like just like screw around, and there was like a group of legitimately five or six players, each had their own instrument. And they were playing uh, a Vanessa Carlton song and they like nailed it in game. Like each character playing like their own instrument. I was like, this, this took practice. Oh shit. This is, this is the metaverse. It's already happening. This is, this is what that is. People are like enjoying a virtual concert on a video game. I mean, Uh, really odd, very nerdy, but also very wholesome. Well, I mean, how is this any different than PlayStation Home? PlayStation Home <laughs> sounds the same. <laughs> well, but then you can fight dragons. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's oh, listen, okay. man. Swords yeah. and dragons are in, baby. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get uh, a stupid Facebook VR. And I'm gonna get the metaverse, and I will no. be sponsoring no. the first digital book burning in the metaverse. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but oh my god but yeah listen the projector experience was cool it was nice and immersive and i'm all about that immersion baby yeah yeah um yeah i watched black hawk down on 4k that was so sick anywho josh Burnett, good actor good actor i haven't what has he has he been in he's been in a million things a million things just hasn't done movies his last big movie was 30 days of night a banger that's right that was a banger yeah that was any dreadful and stuff and he's coming back he's coming back he's in a he's in a movie where he's playing an actor who has to pretend he's actually not is a thing it's like with jason statham looks fun cool looks fun um so danny yeah next topic last of us part two we've been we've been teasing this topic for Three weeks now. Last of Us, part two. The DMGT review, not the Kotaku review. <laughs> <laughs> because you said, and here, here's, here's the prompt, because you said that you thought The Last of Us 2 had a better story than The Last of Us 1. And I still agree with that. Wow. All right. Now, I, I actually will say another thing. Sure, sure. I don't believe you can take these as two different stories. <laughs> Which is ultimately like a big part of the on, the discourse of the online stuff of like 
trying to rank them or change like this is better than this like this is one cohesive narrative with just two parts to it you know what that's crazy because like i completely agree with that point but that's i was going to use that as an argument for why i thought the first one was better but you know what i actually haven't heard your thoughts at all anything we have not about the story yeah so go why why do you think it just impressions and why you think it's better so i think the first game is one of the strongest storytelling games like that I've played. Like I, I really, I'm not, this is not a knock on last of us one. Like I, you know, I've, I I played last of us one twice, you know, I played it once on when it came out and then I played it when it got remastered. Um, PlayStation four played it again. And I, I, you know, it, the thing about it is it, it is a little bit traditional in the beats of the story it's very well told and it's very like realistic in the sense of you know people aren't safe in the story sure you know not all the way to the um game of thrones type of level um but it's definitely like people you meet you don't finish the game with right and and i think that's cool and 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 it's really realistic but i think you know it's the opening of this world and The Last of Us, right, has all these monsters. The real monsters are humanity, as is that kind of like post-apocalyptic, you know, story structure is often that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like there are these monsters, but real monsters, the humanity that is left, right, or lack thereof. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like you know the what the the fireflies, right? That's the the, the fireflies of of the kind of the main um contingent there and and it's all good it's a it's a a, what a reveal at the end like that that ending scene um of you just like rampaging through the hospital yeah all totally awesome like i again one of the best stories ever put to gaming firmly yeah the last of us 2 for me is better because I think it's telling a more interesting and less less um like less a trodden path for how a game can tell a story. Sure. Like because I think it's kind of taking the idea of I and 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 I also I, I am a sucker for how much it recontextualizes the first game. Like, yeah, I, it, I really, it does, it does, it, yeah. it's so fun that it did that. And yeah. it, I think it does it really, really well. And like the right amount to not make it seem ham fisted. Mm-hmm. Um, but my main, the, like the main reason that I think this game is, is so much more interesting is because it truly and deeply um, reckons with the cost of revenge. Um, because yes. so much yep. gaming that yep. you do, so much movies that we watch, like action, you know, kind of a similar style. Revenge is righteous. Revenge rarely has a negative outcome. Revenge is how you process. Like yep. that's basically what like, you know, John Wick and John Wick kind of reckons with like the fallout of revenge, but bit. like a yeah. little bit. It's like the last 10 minutes of every movie. <laughs> like, but the rest of it's just you know, stabbing and murdering. Yeah. Um, but a lot of like tropes of revenge um, 
kind of, you know, you you end with the catharsis of the revenge happening. The one variation that can often happen is they don't the last kill doesn't happen, right? Like that that's that is a mm-hmm. a trope. Um you know, it's either they do it or they don't do it. Those are the two options really. But I thought that um The Last of Us 2 because it kind of puts you in a place where you start to dislike the path that you're on. And because The Last of Us 2 and The Last of Us, they're not, they're not open world games. They are linear games mm-hmm. with ex- mm-hmm. exploration. You know that you can't control your pathway. But like, I think before it turns kind of in that, um, before like the kind of almost interlude to the epilogue, like when it's like still core gaming time of, of yeah. this game, like I found myself not liking being the characters that I still was because it had shown me so often in such different ways and with subtlety, like that this was not going to do anything for me. This was not going to fix the character. Like you as the player put it, puts it together before the characters do, which I think is like really, really interesting because then you have to keep fucking doing it for like, I think several hours after for me, it got unsavory to do. And, and like, I remember reading a lot of the spoiler-free reviews at the time, because I was always saying, I'm going to wait until yep. it comes out on PS5, because uh, I want to just play it at its best fidelity. Yeah. Everyone was talking about how brutal and uncomfortable the violence was, like, and how, like, intense it was. I, yeah, I, I do. I, yeah. Right? And, and like, I, and it, I really read that initially as, like, the kills are gruesome, which they are. Like, the they are, visceralness... I do remember you saying this, like, ah, I don't know. It's just, what, more gruesome kills? I was like, yeah, it's a little bit more than that. And now, and now that's, it, yeah. that's really what, like, I think, like, because the, the gruesomeness, I'm like, I, uh, it's a video game. It's hard to gross me out in a video game, but um, they're realistic, and death does take some time sometimes in the game, um, which is intense. But it's really that idea of, like, this is, this is useless. Yeah, I think you get like the they do it really well the first time. Um, I think specifically when uh, when Ellie finds Nora in the hospital. So like that sequence when she's like looking for Abby and like, yeah, looking for the hospital. And then she like uh, they get like they, they run away and she's like inhaling spores and she's like, I don't care. I'm immune. And then you're like with the crowbar start like basically torturing this girl to give you the location of Abby. That was like the first time. And I have it up in my review video like. My reaction, I'm like, ooh, this this sucks. Like this straight up, it doesn't feel good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in like in like a um in like a uh, this is good storytelling in that type of uh, type of fashion because it, like I'm realizing like ooh this is what's the point of this at this point you know? Well, it's like it's you know um uh like like Joel's gone. Joel's gone, and his brother isn't Joel. You know, and I. So I think there's a lot of that that I agree with, um, except with it's very difficult for a game to pull off making you as a player feel uncomfortable, and I think they did it well. However, I think what that meant is that it was at at a cost, right? Because the cost was, especially when you get to Abby section. 
which was fantastically made, by the way. Like, I think, I think the gameplay around Abbey section felt like really good and actually probably my favorite part of the, the, the game itself. Um, actually going through some of those sequences. Um, but it felt like you were playing against yourself, and I and I didn't really love that part of it. Whereas in the first one, you were never playing against yourself, right? It was driven by the narrative that I'm I need to finish this job. To this is a just a girl that you know I have to help protect. I'm transporting. To, yeah. To I am her father, and I have to protect her at all costs. Right. Yeah, I think initially, and the, and the second game didn't really like. It was never going to be that because of the way that the story was structured. But I think for me at least, that's like a point where I go like, ah, it doesn't quite hit that mark. Where it's like, I go, yeah. No, no, I I understand what what you're saying. And initially, as I was playing it very early on when it switched over to Abby, and when Joel's brother kind of becomes more part of the story. Mm-hmm. At times, I was like, huh, is this kind of cheap, right? Mm-hmm. Like, am I, like, oh, is, is this brother going to become a Joel surrogate? Because the game doesn't think that we can deal with not having that kind of type of right. character. Right. Oh, is this going to just be like a bang, bang, cat and mouse thing with right. Abby, where like, that's all the game becomes is these two opposing forces? And there's nothing else about them other than they both have this revenge path. Yeah. yeah. But then I think the thing that the game does to kind of erase that and really tells you, like, and again, strips it all away, in my opinion, all of the trappings of, like, anything. And it's really, when you are alone, you are alone. And when you are singular in what you're going to do, you are isolated and you're isolating and you're basically you are the last of us. Like you are the last, like you're it. Like there is nothing else with you except this like thing. And if you, if that happens, you become a monster. Yeah. Right. The, and like from both perspectives of both characters, Abby and, and um, Ellie, uh, they don't seem to see it until it's, it's very far along. And then they don't know what to do anymore because of what they've done to get to that point. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's like one of the the biggest I think pluses for for the game in general, right? Because a lot of it, like, I I think I got like halfway through and I was like, okay, this isn't just a normal revenge story, but it also like I think I think some of the criticism was like. Uh, it's just like revenge bad, but I'm like killing all these soldiers and stuff like in, okay, it's a video game, but like, I get it as far as like the immersion stuff. I get that. That's a valid point. Um, but it wasn't like revenge bad. I don't think it was that at all. And uh, you hit on it. It was more like, Oh, these are, these are the constant. Yeah. You're going to do what you, you got to do, but here are real life ramifications and consequences of what you did. And I think what a lot of people missed is that Abby also dealt with, a shit ton of potentially more consequences and had the worst ending than than Ellie did. Ellie lost Joel, but Abby lost literally every single person that went with her on a trip to go kill Joel in the first place. Yeah. All of them were dead. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's really intense. And, um, and, and, and I think the thing that the, the game also accomplishes is in those moments 
where they're not actively trying to hunt right when you're not doing something like that because the game has a great pace to it i think um you get to know them and you get to see them have little moments where they're themselves where they're not this revenge machine and then you see them put it away like and it's just like it's a subtlety to me in the storytelling of the game that made me Literally once the interlude, which is what I call the interlude to the epilogue, like that (laughs) moment where you're Ellie and you had been at that house before. They've like made that 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 area like a place that you're like, oh, yeah, my um, my like partner, like she's there with me. And like I walked away from this to do Mm -hmm. this kind of thing that was that was done. It could have been done. And I decided to not let it live, not let it lie. And you come back to. What you think is like the happy conclusion of the story, because at that point you did kind of decide, you know, this is maybe actually over now. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of that false ending sense where you're like, oh, did they actually, did she grow? Like, did we grow? And now maybe this is going to be okay. Um, And then it's empty. That I think I thought, because you, you had beat it, I think like, when, whenever you beat it like and you're like oh i finally beat it like the other day or like this week and i was like oh what'd you think you're like oh that final section i don't know if i needed it i was like actually like i played it back a second time i was like i think that was maybe my favorite part where it's like damn this kind of sucks like and i say all of this like it sucks in, in like the <laughs> in the best ways because it's not a fun story right it's not like oh this was a fun like time to experience but it was a very like uh raw and like it felt very real and that moment where all right it's gone it's it's done like you you went you had already lost stuff but you went back a second time and now you've truly lost everything but i think i think the only issue i generally had with the game was more it's pacing and in maybe the order of events because that final that final flashback to their final conversation the night before he died. Re, for me, recontextualized the entire second, the, the entire game, basically. It's like, oh, shit. It wasn't just the revenge. It was like she was about to try to forgive Joel for lying to her. Yeah. And now she can't do that. Yeah, I mean... So, like, I mean, the trauma of it, too, on top of it, was like, fuck, they nailed it. They nailed well, it. Yeah, it's like most... Most revenge stories, the reason that the person has that outsized reaction to loss is because there was something that hadn't happened that should yeah. have happened. Yeah. You know, like that, that is so much of why people, um, why it's really hard to get over grief, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. because there are a million things that you want to, that you wish you could have, right? Like there's just so many, there's an infinite number. Um, and that's, that's like, I think this game is, is like, uh, a really in, an incredible thing about loss. Like I, I really, do, oh, yeah. oh, I do yeah. think like, um, it just made me it, like, I cried during the game for sure. Like it was just so well done and I was so interested in being in the world and feeling like those people, uh, I thought it was really cool. Now, Danny, one thing that I have yeah. to say, like. You know that I have never looked up anything at all about The Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. To, to right now as we're recording. I'm not lying about this. 
I do not know what the controversy is about this game. I, I played it. I honestly don't know why people were so pissed off. Like, like, because before I played it, remember, like, a, like a long time ago, I was like, is it because, like, is there, like, gay stuff? Is it gay? Like, someone's gay? I was like, is not that what it's all about? I mean, and you told me, you're like, no, not really. I was like, okay. Kinda, but Like, I really thought that was, like, the whole controversy was, no, like, there is a no. lesbian <laughs> that, it, that, that exists. <laughs> and and I, uh, Danny, again, I still don't know. Can you tell me? The, the, the no, no. See, here, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. Like, because you went in like this, and I feel like if most people had gone in like this, they would have enjoyed the game. The issue is that the 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 story points leaked out of. I think like an image leaked out of Abby holding the the, the golf club over Joel's body uh-huh. before the game released, and like a couple of like bullet point. Like plot points, Joe's death early on, um, the uh, uh, Ellie not killing Abby at the end, and some other. I, I think some people are like, oh, I can't believe they included a transgender character in this game. Like, okay, guys, fucking relax. Who cares? Like, and it was barely even mentioned in the game. Like, chill. Um, well, no, it was it was a plot point. It was a plot point. But those were the biggest things. I think. Some of it then became exasperated because obviously the internet are opportunists, so they grabbed some of those plot points and then grabbed some valid criticisms about the game, particularly as it comes to like, well, you're trying to tell me this message about uh, revenge, consequence, and uh, forgiveness, but then like throughout the game, I'm just like slaughtering hordes of people and dogs. Because, but with the, the intent that you made me sucked. think about that, you made you as the the story made you as a player think about that, right? Like they forced you to like, hey, you're doing these really these things are really bad. Um, oh, but you're redeemed now because you let her go at the end. Like I think that you can you can put you can position an argument to me like that, and I'll listen as long as you're not like going crazy. Whereas the first because the first game didn't really, they kind of ignored it. They did kind of the uncharted approach where it's like. Yeah, you're kind of killing a bunch of people, but we're just not gonna like well, really acknowledge it. And in it's like the general narrative. And it's like, uh, I mean, Joel murders a jillion people. Oh yeah, with no remorse and never really dealing with it at all. And I think, you know, like um, with Horizon Forbidden West coming out, so much of it is like the the the, the discourse about it is writing this fixing the problems of the first game and like it does seem like really games yeah. really took all of the feedback and just like went well we're not going to get that feedback again like whatever happens we will fix all of these things that yeah. people told us about and i think some of that is you know thinking about the the world of last of us 2013 into our current climate is like you do if you're making a game that's realistic yeah. and human, and that's what Last of Us was at the time, like, um, you you kind of have to reckon with this 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 violence. Like, if you're going to paint yourself into that corner and not do that, I think that would have been a disservice. Well, that, um, that's that's where I think the first one, and here's where where like I'll slightly rank the first one above, right? And it's because I think that the the narrative of the first one, I think personally did it better particularly in the sequences after um 
after you kill um what what's his face like in the, in the winter sequence after you kill the uh, the cannibal group and then they hunt you down immediately afterwards in the in the university i think that was done a little bit better because like oh shit all those people that we killed now like their friends and their group of people are like coming are hunting after us like really yeah. hard yeah yeah i mean again these are both awesome games and awesome oh stories. yeah listen uh, at the end of the day i agree like it there was i don't know what the real controversy was about um if you didn't was like it, it you was don't it like a it it's transgendered fine. character was it that because i honestly like um that was like i thought it was a very natural part of the story that didn't yeah. feel forced at all like no that gave, i didn't it, even actually track it as something to think was controversial to like well i mean it it gave stakes to like the uh the Lev and Yara storyline for Abby. Like there were real stakes to like what they were doing. Yeah. Um, But otherwise I'm like, listen, I, I get it. Like Joel and and Ellie are like beloved characters in the PlayStation's uh, video game universe. (laughs) So I get that, that maybe the direct, like they just didn't come out triumphantly straight up. I mean, I know I don't. Really yeah, do I, I, I just grow yeah, up. No, I, think I mean a little some bit, of it's but like that. Yeah, like some some of that. But but if like I just won't listen to an argument or or to anyone saying like it was poorly written or it's a bad story. I was like, no, you just you just don't like the direction it went in. But that doesn't make it a bad poorly written yeah. story because I mean, objectively also, it was done pretty well. Well, and also like we're it it does get pretty heavily into some versions of nonlinear structure and like. Um, oh yeah. That that type of stuff, which honestly can be hard for people to digest. Hello, The Witcher season one. <laughs> yes. Um so confusing if used incorrectly, which The Witcher season one definitely did. Um so but but it can like cause uh, uh some people don't like that. And that that and it's it's a little less linear than the first one. That that's where I will say like that's what I mean by the pacing and the the way that the story was structured is like that's where it's just like ever so slightly i like if i had to rank it that's why i still go one two but it's more like a one a one b yeah 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 you know the craziest thing uh about all of what we're, we've been talking about is yeah. um i i when i think of the last of us and last of us two i do not think i'm killing clickers no at all. No, I never think about that part of the game as part of the game almost. It, dude, and it's crazy because like the gameplay wise the like, gameplay wise, like that's where you get like some of the more real like horror, terror, scary. I mean the AI sections. on those, Oh my god. On, on all of it is awesome. Dude, the uh, the hospital sequence with, with Abby after you did the skyscraper stuff. Yeah. God, yeah. that was terrifying. Yeah. The rat king, the the huge freaking yeah. deformed monster at the bottom of the hospital too yeah god that, damn dude that straight up sucked to deal with <laughs> like i was like ah my i'm paul i'm like yeah my hands are sweaty I was just like, i'm, I'm like so weak <laughs> <laughs> this sucks this is scary that that's what's so great about this this game and like this franchise now i think is like when when they announced the first Last of Us, it was like right at the end of like, oh, everyone's starting to burn out from all the zombie content. Like, yeah, so this is a weird time to bring this out. And then I, and then people played it and like, oh shit, it's not just a, it's not a zombie game, really. I mean, there's zombies in it, but it's not a zombie game. I the thing I remember about both of them is 
the killing of the people like and what you have to do to survive like that's really that's i mean i think that's just a cool thing and this is like one of those things where you know like um i don't think either of our wives get our love of video games aside from they love to support the things that we love because they're they're (laughs) they're great um but i it's like one of those things where it's like well i can't really get into like video games like christine doesn't like video games that tell stories and i'm like but that's like why video games are good like because gameplay can be good for anything at this point like people know how to make gameplay work you know i was like but it's the story that stories that video games can tell and um when you're playing them how those stories can affect you um I, I it's just still, something that yeah. we're still just scratching the surface with it. It's such an early art form. It's crazy. That that's I that's why I still plant like my my plant my flag here. I will die on this hill. I I I think video gaming is the best form to experience a story. I don't know if I can go that far yet. I'm I'm there. I'm there. A, mo- a great movies, great shows, great books. But there's nothing quite like you interacting and becoming part of a story, like you, know you as an individual. I think that video games come the closest to recapturing how it feels to read an awesome book. Because if you have a, if you're reading an awesome book, at least for me, it feels like I'm right there. Yeah, and like video games can give me that movies can't really give me that like movies no. have a perspective that's always uh removed that, that's fair because it, like in a really good book like a huge plus a huge leg a, a leg that it would have over a video game is that your imagination you can it, like it once it like grabs you and you run yeah. with it it can be anything yeah yeah so i, I mean and but i think like video games right like thinking about movies and and where movies were for like the first 50 years <laughs> versus movies now like maybe 40 years like like the early you know no sound movies then it was sound then it was color then it was like more about pacing picked up and yeah like i'm not gonna say like movies now are better than movies then because that's almost oh, more inflammatory than oh my God. what we've been saying about a video game <laughs> like that's maybe too much heat for one episode but um, but I will say like, it takes a long time for a art form to mature when yeah. the art form is about telling a story, like the medium has to get figured out and the technical aspects get figured out. And then it's about building on top and breaking those forms. Right. And I think we're in a cool part of video game, the video game world where like stories that used to only be told through text scroll or audio logs, yeah. um, or through like these weird indie games that wanted to deal with like mental health and stuff, like, you know, all these smaller things like now those types of stories are becoming the budgets, the big budgets. And, and I think that's, um, that's really interesting. Now I think, you know, God of War is a more basic story than you think while you're playing it, but it's pretty damn basic. Like, but it's like the acting's really good and the individual moments are really great. But I do think, you know, with Last of Us 2, it's like the complexity of the the situations, the complexity of the people, 
Um, it's it's extremely ambitious. The it's more an extremely yeah. ambitious story and game. The more the like the more that that pathway is mined, right? And like The Last of Us Two is kind of a game that doesn't come out very often because it's not an open world, Mm-mm. which is we're open world obsessed. Like, and it's not a purposely like play this game forever game, right? You know, type of free to play or whatever. It's like the like and i mean playstation's really the the ones doing it man they're doing it they're like i'm we're going to make story driven games that we spend 400 million dollars making or yeah whatever. that's like that's their niche that's like, their like that's their thing i mean niche is a weird word to use for, for a like the most industry, popular right? thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for like well i mean when you think about it when you look at like video game sales of like uh first person uh first party titles like they don't actually like if there are a hundred million PS4 units out there, mm-hmm. maybe twenty million of those are a Ghost of Tsushima or a Last of Us Part Two or a God of War. Yeah, that's that's a pretty low percentage in comparison to like total units of the console. Now it doesn't really take into account like resale and like people trading under discs and stuff like that. Yeah. But like you would think, like oh shit, PlayStation's like damn, they're like really powerful, or really strong in first person titles. You would think it'd be closer to like a forty, maybe in fifth, maybe even fifty percent of uh, of that, and it's not even quite there because your Call of Duties and your Maddens and those are still so massive that yeah, yeah. I mean they're they they, they do a really really good job, good job yeah. with, with all this. Yeah, and I'm I mean like uh, so I'm currently watching Station Eleven, which is post apocalyptic. Uh, HBO Max show based on a book um, that recommend it. Uh, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it is something you have to kind of get over that it is definitely about the pandemic, basically. But yeah. if it was like the worst case outcome of our current pandemic, literally, and it all happened in like one day, <laughs> like, but it is a flu breaks out and the world ends, right? Nice. Um, that is Station Eleven. Nice. Um, but it's uh, so like that, and then we have the Last of Us show being made. Dude, at HBO. I'm 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 excited. I think listen, video game uh, video games being adapted into like movies or t- or shows like don't have they don't have a good track record. But I think this one, this one, I'm excited for. I don't know how exactly they're gonna do it, like how they could break out the seasons. I've had I've thought about it. They would have to add content. They would have to add content for sure. But I think they could do it. There's a ton of well, stuff to explore. They don't necessarily need to add content because The Last of Us 1, The Last of Us 2 are, what, 10 to 14 hours of gameplay? Like, it's not really... I don't think much has to be added. It's more... You live in the human moments more often. Sure, sure. Um, and for longer, but it's not... Like, I, I am interested because, I mean, shit, Bella Ramsey the that's playing Ellie... Um, she crushed it as Little Bear in... Uh, in Game of Thrones, yeah. I love Pedro Pascal. He's great. Yeah, I think and she. Gonna, yeah, it's crazy. She's, I mean, she could be locked up. Like she's, she gets to play like such cool stuff, through like yeah. young Ellie to Ellie in Last of Us Two. Like, oh yeah, she be could so be set dope. for like like she could be set for at least six years. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, yeah. Like I mean, Pedro Pascal, he's the best. Um, he's one of the ones that it's like, when I think about controversy coming to 
people and canceling. I'm just like, please just give us, <laughs> give us that Pedro Pascal is fine. Like just let him, let him be. I hope that he's a good person. Cause like he's great. He's fun to like kind he's of so, he's for. he's got he has like a great like if you see him in interviews he's just got such a great energy to him. Yeah. Yes. He's, he kills it in Mandalorian and Narcos, he's great. Oh, dude, he's awesome. Yeah. Um speaking of uh, stories and like HBO shows, I finally started watching Succession. Uh-huh. I'm uh, I just we just wrapped up season 2. Season 2 was really good. Season 2 was really good. The yeah. first the first four episodes of season 1 is like, "Oh man, these are a little rough and Feel, feeling it like, out, feeling yeah. it out. And then yeah. it like kind of picks up and then season two is like, oh, they're in, they're in it now. They're in it now. This feels good. So now that, I will say season three, amazing. Um, I would say like almost nothing happens in it, which is weird to say, cause I also loved every minute, but it's, it is a slow paced show because like basically cool. the things that started in season one, Still not done really in season three. Yeah, because still we're out. only talking about like a nine month time frame in world. No, I, I like the slow burn here. Like the, the because the payoffs we get really good. And like the yeah. the way that they explored like the interpersonal relationships in like a family of like that caliber, basically. It's like, yeah. oh, this is okay, this is fascinating. Yeah. They all suck. They all are horrible, horrible people. Horrible, horrible people. Um Karen Culkin should have been the person to take home all of the acting awards Dude, for season so three. He's so good. He is um, so good. Even the season, like, so good. Whoever's so good. writing for him is like nailing it because oh my, like the insults and weird quirks and shit that he that they have written for him. Yeah. Well, it's Wild. it's def it's uh, and I I feel like this is a very tired thing to say, but um, Secession is very very much akin to. Shakespeare in the sense of it is about like rich people, which is modern day royalty, which is all of Shakespeare is Shakespeare ain't about yeah. the fucking plebes. It's about those people of their time, right? Yeah. The people that had time to think about all that stuff and Shakespeare's was the humanity of it. But the other thing about Shakespeare is Shakespeare loved insulting people like that, like his mm -hmm. insults, yeah. They might take like 25 lines of stuff you don't understand to get to the point, but they're all really fucking mean. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. like if you get past the language of it, it's like, it's like he's just seeing how, uh, colorful his language can be to call someone an ass. Like, um, and, no, and I secession, I think in the vein of the modernality, right. I'm not saying like these are as important as Shakespeare, but also sure. at the same point, it's like, maybe chill out everybody. Yeah, like, like chill out. A, a it's like people like that, that won't even listen to another basketball player being alive, except Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like they're like, no, 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 right. no only Michael Jordan. I could never think another basketball player is even good. Like, <laughs> it's like some Shakespeare people are like that. They're like, no, 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 no. Christopher Marlowe, who, you know what I'm saying? I, I finally understood what you meant though. Like, especially in season two, I was like, Oh, the, I, Yes, this is very Shakespearean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say I Secession is very Shakespearean in the dramatic sense where it does have comedy because all of Shakespeare's stuff does have comedy in it. And then Veep is the Shakespeare comedy 
equivalent of just truly the most divine insulting in in the biz veep so taken together like that it's very it's it's kind of an interesting kind of thing to to think about it's like oh yeah this is kind of like our version of it right now in terms of just like these writers are writing the absolute shit out of everything you 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 got to start watching attack on titan yeah that seems like a weird smash no no i know but it is in in my opinion like legitimately some of the best fiction, just store the story, the story, yeah. some of the best fiction period that exists. Yeah, I, uh, it, I, is, I mean, it is, yeah. it is, it is, it is to me. It's like, it's, it's reaching top five TV of all time for me. Damn. I mean, everyone loves attack on Titan. It's, like, I, but it's like, it's not even about like, yes, the action sequences and like the anime thing is there is some of that, but it's like, it's really not about that though. That's, that's the crazy part. Like it's so, so good. It's the, it doesn't quite have the uh, intricate dialogue that you would get in like an HBO type show, mm-hmm. but like the pacing and the way that the story develops is is on par. Like it is phenomenal. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you over the head until you start watching it and get over the weird giant naked looking people yeah so i guess i only have it's 139 episodes so and those are 20 minutes each yeah that's really more why i haven't watched it it's just that's a lot of honestly just me consuming content solo which i don't i honestly accept video games i don't really do that that often though occasionally i have been watching um like old action movies uh here and there but um it's just hard to find time to watch content solo in in that married life you know you get it you yeah, get it yeah just watch them together no no i get it but there's some stuff you don't it's like i don't it's, want to watch some stuff that she's watching and i know she doesn't want to watch some stuff i'm watching and that's kind of okay that's fine yeah i mean it's like it, at this point because it's about to wrap up we have like five more episodes to go and the series is over so it's not going to go on forever. It's like a relatively, for, for an anime, for like a big one like that, it's not going to be long at all. But it's like you break it down uh, into like hour episodes, and it's like 50 episodes. We're like five seasons in. And Oh, that's a good way of selling. Good yeah. way of selling. Um, I'll, I'll try it out, all right? I'll try it out. Uh, Danny, to wrap us up here. Yeah. Um, I just had one thing to say about the Super Bowl commercials. <laughs> Fire away, baby. Um, they were all, they all sucked. Marketing. If you're listening, um, we're good on ten years ago. We're good on twenty years ago. We're good on thirty years ago. We're good on forty years ago. I don't need so much any more. Oh my god, nostalgia. In, ever again ever again i'm done with it it's not it, it is actively making me avoid purchasing things because if i have one more time where someone points out something on the screen that i should care about because it's it's two people who were doing other stuff before yeah turk and jd right in some commercial for i don't even know what 
But it was like, oh, look, Scrubs. Spencer, you like Scrubs? It's like, yeah. Sure. But I've, I also don't like Zach Braff anymore, because who can possibly like that guy? He sucks. Um, I hate, I hate that, that my favorite, or like the only one that I didn't like super hate, was the uh, the QR code because it did the DVD thing to the corner. That was the only good one in the whole thing, and even that one I was kind of pissed about. Yep. Um, but I would say, and this is crazy to say, what if we went back to fun commercials that were dumb? Did we have? I thought we had at least like one or two that were just like dumb fun commercials. Uh, they, and I can't, I mean, not memorable that enough. Is, that, you, that was all of them. That used to be all of them. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now we got, like, maybe one that we can't oh, even remember. the Pringles one. The Pringles one was, was solid. Because it wasn't trying to say anything. It's just, like, it did the whole, remember? Uh, maybe you missed it. But, like, it did the whole, like, oh, my hand got stuck in, inside That's funny. the Pringles yeah, can. Yeah, that sounds great. And then, like, he lives his life and he dies and he's buried with the Pringles That's hilarious. Arm. Yes. It's very that, fun. I can't believe I missed it. Yeah, I totally that's missed it. that one. It but. ended there. But so, so that, that, sorry, I had two things to say about these movies. So that's one. <laughs> I don't need any more nostalgia. The Fresh Prince, the Bel Air. Oh my God. I watched an actual trailer. It's going to be like the dumbest show of all time. Oh, oh yeah. You were um, talking about this. Yeah. It's, it's like, that's, that's unfortunate, man. Weird. It's super <laughs> weird. It, I was just like, why is this even trying to be, why isn't this, this should just be a story of a, child that should be a it shouldn't be connected it doesn't feel in any way connected i don't Um, feel like any of those like shows that have been like rebooted soft rebooted they're selling nostalgia yeah have ever worked yeah except of them have worked so far which one has worked people said like the saved by the bell one worked a little bit was that a thing i don't know i never watched it the other thing marketing all of you Every marketing <laughs> in the oh, world. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Unless your product is like actually curing cancer. <laughs> oh, don't, no. Don't oh, yeah. position yep, yep. whatever your stupid thing is as if it is curing cancer. Like this, the bullshit of everything tugging on heartstrings. Too much. And too much. And everything tugging on, like, don't worry, we're the good version. And it's like, and it's like, and it's it's like, don't, hey, don't worry, we're the good humongous conglomerate company, okay? (laughs) You can trust us. Remember? Remember when we, when you liked us? Just, just everyone needs to be who they are. <laughs> like, we just need to get rid of the artifice oh. of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Do not pretend that you care at all about humanity if you are a company, especially if you are any of the biggest companies in the world. Just tell me you care about money, baby. We all know it. Just be, we are living in an age where that's all we want as people. Just tell us what you actually are instead of trying to trick us constantly. Like, that's it. If you like 
And as a company, you actually give a shit about DEI. Don't just put that you have like different looking people in your commercials. No, you got to write a LinkedIn post about it. Well, obviously, you have to write a LinkedIn <laughs> post about everything. I can't breathe without writing a 2,000 word LinkedIn post. Um, Sorry, I had to get that in there. But it's like, if you don't like, if, like, if you don't, if like three months down the road, <laughs> all of these companies are going to um, have a scandal of being terrible. <laughs> For the exact things that they were being like, no, mm-hmm, but we're chill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, you know, like they're going to discover that like Amazon is like just all of the trucks instead of like chain doing oil change, they're just like sinking them into the ocean. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then they're doing like green shit. Like our boxes aren't as bad. We use new tape. Um, and they're like, you know, actively just having tire fires right. on, on the backside of the moon. Um, just like stop just say i am looking to remove money from you give it to me and i'm going to give you something that'll last like hopefully only nine months because we're going to need you to buy you the next one (laughs) like (laughs) let's do that let's be let's be brutal just at yeah let's go robocop like robocop me with my commercials and if you're a robocop head you get what i'm saying (laughs) You know, you know who did that? Oh man, we'll close it out there. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try the uh, the, the cyberpunk update because the the PC got an update for it too. Um, they actually did like advertising in like that future state really well, like where it's like super conglo- like three mega conglomerates only. It's a, and, but yeah. but they just lean into like yeah, we don't care. We know we we're in control now. You know what we are. Here's the shit. Before you play Cyberpunk, Danny, for me, yeah, watch the original RoboCop. <laughs> you can get okay. it. You can okay. get it on uh, like a 4K stream on like it's Amazon. It's been a Prime. while. It's been a while. You know what you're gonna discover? Maybe you've never actually seen it because that's what I kind of discovered when I watched <laughs> it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't think I've seen this movie. I've just consumed the movie in ways. But the only the the only thing like I actually remember is like that giant like cop robot machine that just like slaughters like a couple of people. And then he that comes is the in, like rah, rah, rah. first like two minutes of the movie. Okay. Then, then I don't remember it. I'm going to go watch it. Then. Yeah. It's so good. And then I think cyberpunk will be more, you're like, Oh, they're maybe going, okay. It'll, it'll might connect some dots. It's You're going to make me enjoy it now. You're going to make me enjoy cyberpunk. I'm going to go watch Robo, Robo, Robocop. And I'm like, well, damn, now I kind of like cyberpunk. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- that's kind of the deal. <laughs> RoboCop 2, not as good. So you don't need to watch that one. <laughs> All right, just the first one then. Yeah. Um, well, I guess this is it. We'll play, we'll play some, some Horizon. We'll, we'll have some impressions for you all next week. We're very excited. Spencer pre-ordered it. Yeah. Wow, breaking our own cardinal rule here. Well, it was like, I'm going to buy it and... I think it'll download while I'm sleeping. That was like my thought process. So I don't have to like remember to get it. Yeah. That was it. And I also, if you're going to, if you're, if you're this far, <laughs> first off, deep, deep. how Congrats. dare you? How nice. dare you? Good job. <laughs> um, but, but, but if you are this far, um, buy the, the hidden PlayStation four version of it on the PlayStation store. If you have a PS five, because it's a free upgrade. It's so the last main title 
that they're committing to free upgrade for PS4 right. to PS5 from PlayStation Studios. Last one they're officially committing to. Though there's a rumor that PlayStation Plus that'll be one of the benefits moving forward, but um, it'll save you ten bucks because the go. only difference between that one and the one for PlayStation Five unlocked performance. That's it. That's it. So you're you can save ten bucks. Hey, that's a that's a good tip, Spenny boy. No, no, don't. Hey, and congrats. This is a reward to you, listener, that came all the way to the end. Yeah. Good job. Great, great work. Um, get a get a life. <laughs> Stop listening to all the way. No one should listen to the very end of the podcast. You always cut it like a couple minutes before then. This yeah. is never the good part. Yeah. Like for everybody, like we all know everyone, this, right? everyone fumbles through the ending. Right? Every podcast that I listen to, the last couple minutes, you're like, this should have been, we shouldn't have had this. But you have to <laughs> kind of have it because there's a reason right for right, it right. i guess and and this is like where we would be plugging stuff but we're not we don't we're not going to today no no plugs today no plug talk plug okay. talk all right that's a song. see and that's where you would fade out and here we are okay all right bye